Hello, and welcome back to Friendly Ties. Uh, today, I'm here with my friends Jonathan and Nick, and we are going to be talking about Maracaibo Uprising, which is the expansion to Maracaibo that just came out this year uh, in 2022. You could be listening to this in any year, <laughs> <laughs> but right now in 2022, this has just come out. And we've had the opportunity to play this a couple of times together. Uh, I think Nick and John have played it a time uh, themselves with another friend of ours. And we've been having a lot of fun with this one. So let's dive in and talk about it. Yeah. So this is the first time we're highlighting an expansion, which is kind of interesting. Um, and uh, we've talked about Maracaibo quite a bit. Well, I guess you all did uh, in a previous episode uh, where we did, uh, well, I keep saying we. It was uh, Anastasia and Nick. It was the two of you doing strategy. And today we're going to really just branch off from that again and also take a similar stance to the previous strategy episode where we're not going to go into a description of how the base game really works. Um, we'll be sort of assuming you are relatively familiar with the game, although um, we'll, we'll try to give you some framework for sure. Uh, I will say that from a John Gets Games perspective, um, which is my YouTube channel, I did make a tutorial video for that one. So if you are at all interested in learning how Marcabo plays, if you want to watch that before this episode, I totally understand. And I put a link to that in the description of this uh, episode. Uh, now, this expansion actually brings in four different modules that you can play, or I guess scenarios is a better way to put it. Uh, and we've played two of them. But overall, the main idea is two of these modules are a fully cooperative experience, which is very different from the base game because that's a competitive. And then the other two modules are competitive. Uh, we played one of the cooperative ones and one of the competitive ones. And we're going to talk about those today. We're going to do some cross comparison and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we want to start with the cooperative though, um, or I, certainly I do because I feel like I'm slightly more excited about that one uh, because it really turned this game on its head. Uh, the expansion is called Uprising and the, the main idea thematically is that instead of fighting for Europe in the Caribbean like you do in the base game, you can now be a part of the Uprising and actually fight against Europe, removing them from the Caribbean while still doing a whole bunch of Maracaibo type stuff. Uh, so in the cooperative game that we played, um, Europe already started, like they controlled everything and then we collectively kicked them out. And I really enjoyed the overall experience and I'm curious how it uh, played out for you two. So when it comes to expansions, I'm a total cheapskate and I almost never like to pick them up. Uh, and I really want an expansion to do something just very fundamentally different with the game. Like I want to feel like I just purchased a, a second game essentially. And I think the co-op version of Maracaibo does this. Uh, you're still playing Maracaibo in this game. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, but I was really impressed by how the cooperative was executed in this. Well, actually, of the four modules of in this expansion, the cooperative is actually your favorite, right, John? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I mean, I've played a decent amount of competitive Maracaibo, but the cooperative one um, really, I guess, surprised me with how different and familiar it felt. Uh, there's a, a couple things that are different with it. Uh, for one thing, you're fighting against Jacques collectively. Uh, it's essentially a, a super... Jacques. Yeah. <laughs> Jacques is a super easy AI to uh, facilitate. You just 
draw a card every single time it's their turn, and then they do something simple and they get a bunch of points. And the thing is, everyone needs to get a bigger score than Jacques, which is kind of cool. Uh, it means that just because one person is doing really well and doesn't mean you're all going to win. Like, everybody needs to beat Jacques. So maybe somebody needs to sacrifice some good moves to make somebody uh, else around the table do well because, you know, it's it's cooperative. There's also some asymmetries and whatnot. Um, but, you know, that fighting against this entity together... I just found it really fun to be playing Maracaibo in all the maracaibo ways while, you know, talking everything through and working together. Uh, we actually recorded uh, a playthrough of this one, the three of us. Um, this was a little bit ago. And uh, this one is actually a Patreon exclusive. Uh, most of these playthroughs that we've recorded uh, go out onto the main channel. Uh, this one was recorded when we were still developing some things. Um, the play was super fun. I definitely uh, recommend you check it out if you are a Patreon subscriber of the channel. Even though there's maybe a little bit of funny business with the uh, pink screen that we tried out there. Um, it, it was a really fun time and uh, maybe we won. <laughs> or maybe we didn't. We're definitely going to be referencing that play as we go through this uh, episode while trying not to spoil how uh, ultimately it went. Uh, so yeah, that was actually the only time that you, Anastasia, have uh, played this game. So I'm curious, uh, what did you think about it? Yeah, well, it, so that was a really interesting experience. So, you know, what was really fun about it is Nick and I have played a ton of Maracaibo. Uh, we've we've also played with John. Obviously, we've, we've talked Maracaibo strategy and we've always played the game online. So that not only was that my first time playing uh, Uprising, it was also my first time playing Maracaibo in person ever. So that was actually just <laughs> it's been really a long cool. Pandemic. <laughs> it has been a long <laughs> pandemic. Um, and it's funny because I own Maracaibo and it just sits on my shelf. So what was really fun about that was, was just kind of taking in the whole experience, but also just some little elements about the game that that are really nice about this expansion that there's these double layer boards there's just the little upgrades and improvements but what was so fun about that experience is that we also haven't played a ton of games together in person and and so sitting around the table with you guys i was having the hardest time sitting down playing maracaibo cooperatively trying to figure out how do i play maracaibo without trying to beat Nick. Like I just didn't realize, like my entire experience with Maracaibo has been through this lens of like trying to beat Nick at Maracaibo. Like Mar Nick taught me Maracaibo. I don't know, Nick, it just, I don't know what happened. Anyways, so it, it was like sitting there and you guys were making fun of me. I kept being like, okay, so I'm gonna score more points. And they just kept saying to me, you you do know this is a cooperative game. Like it took me <laughs> at least a full round of the game to start to be like, okay, we are trying to work together because I was like, sure, sure. We're working together. Wink, wink. I'm going to have more points than both of you at the end <laughs> of this. <laughs> and, um, and yet I was very pleased to see that you were still kind of able to do that. One of my kind of concerns about it is when they had kind of told me when Nick and John had played it before and they had kind of mentioned it, John was like, oh, I just very willingly like took turns that were super lame. And I was like, why would you ever do that, John? And I could now see that there's this really fun aspect of trying to beat Jacques, to trying to kind of play your best game and and it also opened itself up to some great opportunities like i mean before we even started 
don't actually know if this is on camera, but like Nick and I just traded hands. I was like, look, your hand's better than mine. Now that's not part of the game at all. It's totally, totally cheating. But it, it encouraged it. The environment of playing it kind of was like, hey, this is fun. Like we're, we're going to play together. And, and, and we had a great time with it. I don't think that's cheating. I mean, I don't, maybe I missed it, but I don't read it. I don't remember reading anything in the rule book that said you can't show cards, that you can't talk. Like, there's no communication guidelines at all. Um, well, it, we, it, we, we full on traded our hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no rule in the rule book that says I can't give you $5 either, but I'm pretty sure that's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean you never traded the cards back? You just. No, no, no. no like, we, we looked at our starting hands and I was like, this one's better for you. And she was like, great. And then gave me her cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which we never would have done if we were playing competitive Maracaibo. Like, no way. And so uh, there's mechanical differences to cooperative versus competitive. But I think one thing I really want to highlight is the non-mechanical difference that I think all of us really felt in uh, certainly both the times that uh, Nick and I played it as well, where suddenly you're just talking so much there's so much to discuss when you play maracaibo cooperatively because there's so many aspects to this game um that's uh, that interact with your opponents for example the explorer track um you can never land where somebody else is but you can leapfrog over them and in the competitive game that's oftentimes part of the mini game is trying to leapfrog over somebody before they run away and then they try to leapfrog over you before you run away to keep things um you know to stop being efficient for your opponents but now when you flip that on its head and you're playing cooperatively, we were frequently talking about like, okay, I'm thinking about moving up on the track. And then somebody would say, ah, could you wait one round? I want to move up on the track. I want to jump over you. And then you can jump over me. I'm like, ah, that sounds great. I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm going to do something else. And I think that's maybe what Anastasia was alluding to a little bit with like not doing the the big turn that I was planning on doing you know putting it off a little bit and maybe doing some slightly mediocre turn and then doing the big turn next turn so that somebody else can also have a really big turn and i really like that also the timing of the game you know you still play four rounds this truly just felt like playing maracaibo but it happened to be cooperative and a big part of the competitive game is ending the round when other people are not ready for the round to be ended and like oh no i have to do this and that and i was hoping to do more oh well well in the cooperative game we were frequently just asking how many more actions does everybody want to take <laughs> should i end this i don't know should you end this and i loved that conversation yeah that i think that that conversation piece is what made the cooperative game so much fun it's the the, me the mechanics are, are fine or the mechanisms are, are fine for it right like i they, they do they do the trick but really what the design is clever in is that it gets out of your way to play this game together yeah and it seems like it shouldn't work but i think it does and, and i thought about this a little bit every every time you sit down to play this game you're trying to play your best game you're trying to score the most points as, as anastasia was saying earlier and you're still trying to score the most points when you are playing the cooperative version of the game yes you have an extra thing that you need to pay attention to to knock out the the european settlers but um that also gives you some reward so that's fine you're you're still just trying to score the most points you can but the thing that that maracaibo has when you're playing competitive is this like race like i'm gonna go to this city and and discard the good for the the upgrade the ship upgrade there and all of a sudden it's like wait are are you gonna go and ship upgrade there because um, I have a different other pretty good play that I could do instead. It's like, yeah, I was really hoping to go there. It's like, okay, cool. I'll do this other plan then. And that like ability to to sort of like weave between each other and make the decisions of 
how can I play this game while getting out of your way rather than how can I play this game and get in your way uh, was was really dynamic. Yeah. And I and like I said, it took some adjustment to kind of like (laughs) think, okay, how does that work? And then on the flip side, here we go. We play this cooperative game. And, 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 And the funny part is that you actually can get so lost in in kind of helping each other and playing your best game that you can almost forget about jock except for the fact (laughs) 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 except for the fact that like here we are playing this and uh we get to the end and and this is complete and full spoilers if you are planning to go uh watch the playthrough um on on john's patreon uh campaign but it 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 gets to the very end and we forgot <laughs> that if you don't push back the Europeans from the board, you just, you lose. And here we are, we're like playing, we think we've got this figured out. And then I didn't have enough military to push them back in the last turn. And the so we just lost. The and they were, they had like set it all up so that I could take the military and they, we, we just hadn't calculated it right. And, and we'd let him by that point run so far ahead because him being Jacques. Him being Jacques, Shock. because Jacques, Jacques does want you to take less turns going on the round, but you can go slower because you're not trying to beat each other. So, like, we, I mean, he has multiple difficulties, and I guess we were playing him at hard, and he he just he just beat us by so many points, but it didn't matter because we just lost. And um, But, you know, that was fabulous and fun and we couldn't believe we'd done it and we just laughed and laughed and laughed and and it was just it was one of the most enjoyable experiences i've ever had playing maracaibo and and i've had a lot of them so it was it was a good time yeah i also got kind of lost in the fun of just doing stuff and taking long rounds um but that sneaky shock every single round boom five points boom 10 points boom 10 points and at the end of each one of the overall rounds of the game (laughs) <laughs> we're like getting ready for the next round of the game and how many points did Jacques get? Oh, Jacques got 50 points and we're all just like, Ugh. and then we start playing and we just kind of get lulled into the fun of the game again and the round would end. It's like, Ugh. it was really kind of funny. Like we were, we were playing a cooperative game, but we were almost playing like a, like a, a Care Bear game. Like, like we were truly just playing for the play to a certain extent and then we just lost so hard but i will say like you alluded to that was jacques on hard mode the first time we played was jacques on medium and we won relatively handily um i'm not sure why there was such a gulf there Uh, maybe we were just being a little bit too cavalier i think it's very likely that the cooperative game when played against the higher difficulties is still a race because jacques can get so many easy points that you really do kind of have to weigh like okay, cool, I want to take one more action, Nick wants to take two more actions. Nick, is that second action worth Jacques getting 10 points? You know, maybe not. And in that case, maybe that's kind of a conversation we could have, but that's not the conversation we had, and we still had a freaking great time. (laughs) Yeah. My uh, last thoughts about the the co-op here is that because you're playing cooperatively and you're trying to get out of each other's way, you're a little bit more incentivized to try strategies or mess around with cards that you normally wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, first of all, like you don't feel as you're, you don't feel as bad for like dropping in the strategy ball. And and second of all, you're like, okay, well I'll do this, which is like a little orthogonal to your two strategies. So we're kind of, we're cooperating in the, in that I'm not getting in your way to, to do this kind of thing. 
Um, so I liked that it encouraged me to explore more of the game. And along with that, when someone else uh, generates a cool combo, and you're like, oh, those cards are so good together. Um, a, you have enthusiasm for that person rather than like a jealousy feeling. And B, at the end of the game or when the game is nearing the end, you know which player is the one who's going to like take the kind of like not as good actions uh to push towards the end of the game because they're they're ahead on points and so it's like okay i want to make sure that you're scoring the maximum because your your beginning of game was not as strong that's cool yeah yeah what i really like is that it it actually encouraged me to be like hey nick like look at this card like what do you think like or or john like which of these should i play or like which which path should i take or or hey i'm thinking about this like there was just like I had a better awareness of what you guys were doing and I felt like I played the game even better because it was this kind of collective experience rather than me being like, Oh, I have to hide these cards on my, you know, and if I put this on my shelf, they're going to know what I'm going to do. And like, just you know, in a competitive game, you're, you're, you're not as inclined to show your hands, if you will. And this is just much more fluid. I would draw a card and be like, look how cool this is. Like, yeah. And I wonder if I do this with this. And then it's like, and even if you are taking a quote unquote lame turn, it doesn't feel that way because maybe you've set it up so that, you know, John's going to get this crazy combo and he's going to get to go here and do this. And so you're like, in a way, participating in that action. You've made it happen. And that was really fun. And then the fact that Jacques, he does a number of things, including taking quests off the board. So even though I think a couple of times we were like, I was like, okay, I'm going to skip this, but John's going to go get it or Nick's going to go get it. And then Jock just took it away and don't take that map. I'm going to take that map. Like it just, there's a, there's a lot of little elements of that that you, you don't even think like, I want to fully admit, I just, I didn't think co-op Maracaibo would be fun, but it, but it actually really is. I mean, like if I had a headline, like for this, I'd be like, I really didn't think this would be fun actively i didn't say like avoided it but i just definitely wasn't like yeah guys let's do that it was a little hard to pin you down to get you to play yeah this. Nick I and i are both just like excited. you're gonna like it and you're like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot a lot more fun than i expected now we haven't really gone into the mechanical nuts and bolts of the differences between the games and i don't really want to delve into that too much but there is one mechanical elephant that isn't in the room that I do think we have to talk about, and that's the influence tracks. Um, one part of, a huge part of base Maracaibo are these three influence tracks with Spain, England, and France. And as you are fighting for those countries in the base game, you're gaining influence in them. And this becomes a potentially monstrous victory point multiplier near the end of the game. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when I listened to your Maracaibo strategy, it definitely seemed like you were saying like you have to play the influence track in order to win the game and then the cooperative version comes around and you completely excise that entire mechanic from the game you just ignore the influence tracks entirely you don't put those no cubes ever go there there's no more multipliers and i think some people were incredulous about this um nick were you incredulous about its omission considering how fundamental it is to the base game I, I don't see it as an omission. I think that it is even you you literally cannot win the game if you don't fight. If you, if you don't succeed at knocking all the Europeans out, you've lost. 
And so even more so, you have to fight to win the game. <laughs> I guess that's and, true. <laughs> and they just change the way that rewards are handed out through this system. Um, I think the rewards are a little bit less dynamic maybe than they were in the base game. And I think that's completely okay. I think, you know, I'm going to be honest, like the fact that there was no quote fighting, I'm just going to call it the influence the fighting in the game. Like, and I say no fighting because Nick is completely right that you have to fight in order to keep the Europeans back. And that's a hundred percent why we lost. And I'm going to totally take some of the blame for that because I like started that playthrough and I was like, I don't have to fight. I'm not going to fight. You guys deal with that problem. <laughs> and, you know, that obviously didn't help. <laughs> because, and then Cooperative game. All <laughs> <laughs> Nick was saying to me the whole time. Um, yeah, cooperative. It means we're a team and not everyone has to, on the team has to do everything. Right. Some of us could do other things there's no i do work in team right <laughs> you two deal with that no I, I honestly that the 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 reason i say that is because my least favorite part of maracaibo is the fighting which I, I know is kind of like backwards given how important it is but i i don't like it and part of the reason i don't like it is because for some reason it doesn't matter how many times I played this game. I cannot wrap my mind around it. There is something about keeping track of uh, which country has the most influence or which swords or which things are like, or, or the point benefit that I'm going to get. Like I'm, it's starting to sink in, but I have played Maracaibo like, uh, I, I don't know, almost a dozen times. Like, and it's still for me just doesn't click for my brain just naturally and i still will be like nick explain this or nick which one should i fight for poor nick i'm always being like, <laughs> <laughs> like because i know nick i know you just get it right like so it's very easy for you to parse and the amount of time it's going to take me to parse it's just going to slow the game down so in some ways that's a crutch and you should stop telling me and then i'd be forced to you know finally learn it um so i say <laughs> all of that because and uh, I, I do understand it, but I say all of that because that was actually the piece of this co-op that made me most want to play it. You know, I, I was like, okay, there's no fighting. And, and to me, that is one of the best parts in it. Yes, you have to fight, but it's completely different. It, there's no it, influence there aren't, track There's no influence. There's not, you don't have to compute. Yeah, you don't have to figure out which one to fight for and all of this Multipliers. and which one's the best and n nothing. It's just, it's very simple. It gives you some great benefits for doing it. So even though I said like you guys deal with the fighting, but halfway through, I was like, Ooh, fighting's kind of fun. Like yeah. it gives you like you get rewards for it. I was like, let's do this. Like, so I love it. I love that part <laughs> of it. I'm great with the excision of, of influence tracks on board. Well, how do you two feel about switching over and talking about competitive or all-inclusive uprising at this point? Yeah, let's do it. It's called all-inclusive. That's that's the that's the that's name the of the, of the scenario. Yes, that's the name of the scenario. So, <laughs> um, so we played cooperative, um, the three of us, and that was the second time for Nick and I. And after that game, you know, the three of us talked a bunch, and we were just like, we should make a friendly ties episode. But I adamantly felt like we needed to play one of the competitive ways that come in the expansion before we could talk about it. And I'm really glad that we did. So as I said way back at the beginning of this, there's four scenarios. Two of them are competitive. Uh, one of them is just competitive uprising, where everybody is competitively 
fighting against Europe. Um, so it's a lot like uh, the co-op in that there is no influence tracks or anything like that. The other way that you can play is called all-inclusive, and it's kind of like Ultimate Maracaibo, realistically. That'd probably be a better name for it, because the influence tracks come back, and now what happens is everyone are truly mercenaries. Every time you do an attack, you decide who if you're going to fight for or against each of the countries. So you're not just fighting against, you're not just fighting for, you're making that decision while also deciding who you're going to fight for or against. And now this whole incentivization mechanic comes into play. Because if you remember from before, in the co-op uprising, uh, when you fight, you remove cubes from the board. But standard Maracaibo, when you fight, you add cubes to the board. So in all-inclusive, if you fight for Europe, you put cubes on the board and you get stuff just like base Maracaibo. But if instead you decide to fight for the uprising, you remove those cubes. And the more cubes that are on the board when you remove a cube, the more stuff you get in the form of victory points. So essentially, the longer the game goes with nobody fighting for the uprising, the more lucrative it becomes to fight for the uprising. And the inverse is also possible, where I suppose if people just go crazy kicking cubes out, then the incentive to kick more cubes out is lower, so maybe it makes more sense to add some cubes in. This uh, this was a flop for me. I uh, <laughs> Just ran out the gate. <laughs> yeah, just, okay. I thought I was going to like it. I really did. I mean, because I, I love this game, first of all, and I really like thematically the idea of this, right? Like, you just the... Uh, you can also fight for the the natives to to kick out European colonizers, um, and then uh, at further like the idea that when you would make those decisions changes seems ooh like that that to me is like oh great like then I like really have to pay attention, and then in practice what I found was that it was taxing to pay attention to um, I'm gonna fight for one of these nations or I'm gonna fight for. Um, the the caribbean peoples and at the end of the day was like a lot of counting and recounting and now i need to see how many cities there are left and is it worth it to do this one or that one um and it just added like an extra layer to what was already a robust system uh that i just didn't think added enough to merit the additional overhead i completely agree with you nick if i thought that you know i was like nick explain which one I should fight for was already <laughs> happening. Now. Then now it's like <laughs> double, triple that. And, and, and almost frustratingly so actually, because I, in this play that we did of competitive Maracaibo, I was actually trying to do a military strategy because, you know, I, I fully admit it's not something I, I'm, I, I, I really felt like I grok. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just do it until it just, I'm just going to get it into my head. Right. So I'm going to just go all military in this game. And I was so focused on doing that. I like almost couldn't compute this idea of fighting for the natives and, and, and Nick was over doing something else too. And so John comes along and he just, he's like, oh, I'll do that. And then suddenly John's like, getting 15 points off of fighting and then nick's like i'm gonna do it now you know like and it's like there's also a lot of other stuff going on in this all-inclusive module so adding in this layer it was almost just frustrating to be like yeah okay well if i stop the game right now and spent five minutes computing which way to fight like that'd be good but like i know i'd probably get more points if i did this and i've got them to help me figure out which one it would be good, but like it's just yeah. It, it 
I, I really wanted to like it more, but it, it's almost frustrating to me that this element is is here because it does seem like so much more computational energy is needed when I loved big big L loved the rest of what Uprising had to offer, which you know I'm sure we'll talk about right now. But I don't know quite how to hold that the love of all of that with now what is a just an even harder mathematical puzzle that I'm going to have to go through if I want to keep playing competitive uprising. So I do want to emphasize, I guess, at this point that we've only played one of the two ways that we can um, we can competitively. And we did the ultimate Maracaibo, you know, in quotes, John's version, John's term for it. Um, And like you said, it did feel like there was a lot more to compute. I do wonder what the competitive version of the just uprising would be like where we so once wait, again are you saying there is a version that we can play without this like super influence track fighting exactly thing? yeah you can play it where what? it's just like the cooperative mode except it's competitive what? so there's no influence tracks you start with cubes all over the board um and then when you fight you just always fight against europe and now you're removing oh my the cubes God. and doing all that 100 why did you make me play this <laughs> other version <laughs> i wanted to play ultimate mark 100 okay everything i just said <laughs> I just ignore it because oh my god the game like just there's a ga- I'm so excited now oh my god when can we play this let's, okay let's just stop recording and go play <laughs> well I mean like I said I kind of just wanted to try all of it all at once and maybe no that no, was no. you were totally right to do that I just much. didn't realize that was in it this is yeah exciting. and again you know there's four scenarios and we've only played two of them so you know if we, we did our due diligence we would have done all four of them but you know, logistically, we felt like we had a lot to talk about now. And so I just wanted to be very clear about that. Um, now, one thing that really jumped out to me, <laughs> again, kind of like I said for the cooperative, um, the one thing that jumped out to me wasn't mechanical. It was the vibe of the play again. We played cooperative Maracaibo. I played it twice before we went into this. And suddenly, the game was so quiet. You know, we're playing competitively again. We're trying to beat each other in this Euro game. And we're not talking because we're looking at our cards, making these plans, trying to, you know, subvert the other players. And I found myself really missing the discussion again. Like maybe, maybe I just got super stuck on the uh, the newness of the cooperative, but it, the omission of that discussion felt like a, like a gaping omission, I guess. <laughs> You had that Thanksgiving experience where everyone is talking at the table and having a wonderful time, and then the food comes out and everyone stops talking because they're stuffing their face, and you <laughs> wish they were talking because the conversation was so good. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I just think it, you know, the vibe of the table is definitely going to be an uh, uh, an impact on you know my fun for the game, and I was surprised at how much that did impact things. I think it's it feels like what normal. Maracaibo feels like so if you're looking for competitive play that's still going to be there like the impression I'm getting John is that it has it has um changed your perception like base perception of like what it means to play Maracaibo and so now right what I'm hearing is maybe you'd just rather play cooperative all the time I mean that is essentially where I'm at I mean I will say you know us kind of talking this through and you know kind of you know mentioning that we have not played pure uprising competitively does make me want to visit that and i totally will because i think there is interest in that but i have to admit that i feel like my preferred way to play maracaibo every single time i play it into the future is likely going to be 
cooperative. I know we're kind of veering back towards that, but I just liked doing all that Euroy stuff and then, you know, feeling like I could take big risks. We're working together and and not feeling like I'm probably just going to come last again. And, and maybe that's just because <laughs> I, I always play with Nick. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I it just had a different vibe to it. I just felt more tension in a way, um, which is kind of strange in the uh, cooperative version than I did in the competitive because I've maybe that's just me being down on myself for my, my capabilities. <laughs> so when when I sat down and, and was putting together my thoughts before we, we jumped on to record this, I was like, okay, well, I felt the same way, John. I was like, given how I feel about the influence tracks, I think cooperative is the way that I'd want to go. Because we haven't talked about all the other things that the expansion adds, but it just it 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 adds it adds this new layers of variability. It adds some really kind of game breaky kind of spots and 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 new story tiles that come out that are just fun and interesting, and it adds a, a new kind of beginning bonus that you can unlock on your board. Asymmetries, and yeah, asymmetries like. The choices and the things that it adds are are really fun. And I'm going to be honest, like Nick and I recorded an entire strategy episode on Maracaibo for this podcast and Uprising breaks all of the rules. Like I, that's what I loved about it. I was like, I didn't feel like I was sitting down to play the game and thinking, okay, this is kind of the best way to play this. Not the best way, not that there's ever a best way, but just sort of seeing the path lay out because in my opinion, it just it changes things up so much that a lot of what Nick said he liked about the cooperative mode that he got to try out different strategies. I felt the room to do that in the competitive mode because I was like, ooh, there's so much more. There were there were things slowing our game down, making it harder for us to go around the loop. And there were spots that were like incentivizing me. I was playing this like innkeeper strategy and it was incentivizing me to do that. And it was just I, I just thought that was awesome. And this is the first time I played Maracaibo where I, about halfway through, legitimately thought I had a chance to beat Nick. I've never thought that before. And I, <laughs> and I totally credit that to Uprising. And, and at the end of the day, I think I only lost to him by like it was 10 points. points. It, it was, was I was close. so close. I was and not close. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a meme here of like Anastasia, like a picture of like you holding your hands to the sky, just being like, thank you, uprising. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No. So I like, I, I loved the opportunities that it presented me. And so I, when we finished that competitive game, I was like, I don't think I'd ever want to go back. I was just like, I would, I would play this way if it weren't for the military. And, th- and this says a lot about how we play games that like, John or Nick, especially this game, I've been such a tag along. They've they've both taught me the game. I've never read the rules. I probably should. I might understand military better if I just sat down (laughs) and read the freaking rule book. So clearly I didn't even realize there was, I knew there, I knew there was like a hostage thing. I knew there were other ways to play, but the fact that you're telling me right now and I'm admitting to my naivete that that is there. I'm, that's it. I'm done. Competitive Maracaibo, no influence track. Haven't even played it. That's the only one way I want to play Maracaibo again in the future. <laughs> Poor Nick. I don't even think he wants to play it that way, but that's what we're going to do, Nick. 
That's what we're going to do until I, I get I sick totally of it. I play it that way. I don't know why. why I, don't know I think I'm the one who's going to be sad in that situation. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I definitely do think I preferred the co- uh, cooperative way to do it. But um, no, we could do that, too. We could do that, too. It's so fun. Jacques, it is really fun. But I, I... It's just a different experience, right? <laughs> Um, and, and you know, also going back to the you know, the difference between co-op and competitive, is those uh, asymmetries that we briefly alluded to. Um, there's a whole bunch of them, like 24, I think, something around there. And at the start of the game, you draw three of them and choose one, and it's another unlock that you have on your board. And when we played cooperatively, I was frequently just like, "Oh, that's so cool over there!" Would you just? How did you just do that? Oh man, you get that huge discount, and you have so much money. That's amazing. And then the, we played with these, you know, competitively, and instantly my little uh, gremlin inside my brain came out of its cave and was just like, "Nick's asymmetry is better than mine, and I am very sad about that. <laughs> and this is not balanced." And, blah, 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 blah. and uh, you know, I told that gremlin to shut up and go back into the cave, and he just kind of glowered at me. This um, is a little bit of a thing john though you don't like asymmetries like you say that about every game with asymmetries i i want to like them but i so frequently have the grass is greener yeah i just i can't help but have that little grouch inside me feel like oh that one is better and i even said it and then like you know 15 minutes later i took it back because i realized in, yeah uh, yours it, was awesome and i took it back and i was like oh actually mine's great because of this other thing that i didn't realize but you know for a full 20 minutes i was wrestling with that that silly gremlin and i just remember thinking in those 20 minutes like if we were playing cooperatively i would be super psyched about the fact that i feel like nix is more powerful even though ultimately i feel like like i said i i, I rescinded that but in the moment you know those emotions are valid i think or at least they, yeah, they matter sure. to the fun yeah the home ports are weird i I think they're really cool. I like them. And I agree. They don't totally feel balanced. I mean, they're probably okay balanced, but I, I'm glad they're in the game uh, just because it lets you try new fun stuff. You know, the and first you can play without played, them too. Like if you truly hate them, true. you can flip them over and then that upgrade just gets you a new um, uh, compass for your quest. So like, yeah. you know, if if you're like me and you're just a, a big grouch about them in competitive, then at least the game has an emergency valve for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, another frill that they they put into this game are new what they call the legacy tiles, the uh, the setup tiles that you put onto the board at the beginning of the game. Which, by the way, is one of the things I really like about Maracaibo that like initial setup where different aspects of the game are kind of like open or unlocked in a, in a game. I think is a nice way to generate just a little bit of extra variability in the gameplay. And uh, I think the, some of the new tiles are wacky fun um, yeah. the the new dutch city is like crazy you lose entirely you just forsake your allegiance to one of the other european nations and then get a bunch of money from the dutch who are like yep we'll keep paying you as long as you're ruining everyone else's life out there yeah <laughs> and then there's like another one where you can explore a temple in the jungle uh which and anything that makes the exploration strategy better i think is always worth it to put into this game and uh and also just thematically very cool yeah there's yeah. one that um connects one part of the loop with another part of the loop essentially turning it into a uh, doubling the length of the overall loop once per game like you go from 13 back to 2 again like what <laughs> yeah just like I, I, th- that's what i mean like those tiles are fun and you know maybe the fun of those will wear off after a few plays, although there's quite a few of them and you, yeah. you know, that you can pull out. And so, you know, over time they may just kind of be what they are, but there were also just tons of cards in the deck too. The new cards with 
crazy abilities. And maybe some of that's just the fun of finding new cards in the deck, right? But like, it did just seem like I, I was pulling up these cards and I was like, I, 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 mean, I can't even play this. But like, man, if I drew that in my starting hand in another game, that'd be really fun. Like, I yeah. just, you know, and I liked that freshness and I liked the way that I felt like it made me feel like I could, you know, do some different strategies around that. But one downside to to an expansion like this where there's so many modules and and I'm actually not a huge fan of modular expansions like this because maybe this is the way that I sort of play board games or you know kind of look at my collection or whatever but like I tend to like I tend to like not want to have that much choice when I sit down to play a game. Like I don't really like, do you want to play it this way, this way, this way, or this way? I like, I, I tend to just want to be like, there is one rule set to play the game. I'm not talking about strategies. I'm talking about like literally how to play the game. So I'm not someone who generally likes modular expansions because it creates, it cre- for me, it creates AP before we even start. <laughs> like which way do I want to play? Yeah. So I, I say all of that. But I do think it's really fun that we that there's like this co-op, this competitive, that there's there's all of these options. But what often can happen in modular expansions like this is that there are cards and things that now no longer apply depending on the game that you're playing, right? So Nick, you brought up this Dutch city that was really cool. And here I am being like, oh, it's gonna be so cool when you play this next time without the fighting. But I don't think we could play with that city, right? Yeah. Like, because Same. the whole reason that city is so powerful is you have to sacrifice one of your influence tracks. And if you don't do that, then you can't play that one. And there, there's other cards and other upgrades and things that you can't use in the cooperative game because again, there's no influence tracks. So that is the one downside to me. And I, again, I want to say, I think that's a flaw of... Not even a flaw. I think that's just something that can happen when you have so many modules. Like not everything is going to work perfectly, right? But it is a little bit of a downside because you are inherently limiting the things you can do based on the way that you play. Like you're going to come across things and you're going to have that kind of moment of like, ugh, this would have been super cool, but I can't even play that in this game or it's just less. I remember at one point in our cooperative game, you got really excited about a card in your hand and you showed it to us and then we're like, oh, that doesn't really work in the cooperative game. It, it, or yeah. it's, just, it's just really bad. <laughs> yeah. If we're playing yeah, competitively, really it'd be bad. amazing. And you were deflated. You're like, oh, that's, oh, okay, well, fine. I guess I will play that card then. <laughs> I wish that there was like, we've talked about this in Arc Nova, like when we don't, we never play with any of the interactive versions of the card, but everyone has another benefit to it that's from the solo game, but that, you know, we use it designer variant whatever that let, like lets you just use that and it's never as good as if you were using it as an attack card but it's still like a benefit and i feel like i wish that was the case here with some of these cards that there was like an an alt that's like well if you're not playing with the influence tracks this card does x and uh, maybe that's asking for too much but I, I wish that was there there's a bit of a catch-all in that you know if a card gives you influence and you're not playing with the influence tracks you get two points but that that doesn't yeah. apply to all of the effects for sure. I agree. I think that those like clunky points exist. And then what you were saying about the like module selection, I also agree with like what happens when we sit down and John's like, I don't want to play with the home ports. And I'm like, but I like the home ports. Like yeah. <laughs> there's a navigation that comes there with module based expansions that 
um you know the that having a choice of how you want to play is nice and also uh it just requires an extra navigation so it's something to be aware of when you're considering this expansion for sure yeah yeah, yeah. well overall i i really like this expansion uh, in general i'm not actually one for expansions to games i'll be honest i would not have bought this expansion if it did not have a cooperative mode in there and i'm not necessarily like a big cooperative person i just yeah. was super intrigued at the idea of playing Markaiba, which is a game i quite like cooperatively uh, much in the same way that i was super intrigued to try concordia um in partnerships with concordia venus like i it had a very similar feel to me in that i was playing it and i'm like this feels like that other game but it also feels like something totally different like it's alternate you know reality maracaibo even though you know everything i'm doing feels very similar it just it just has a different i don't know aura to it or something like that and uh i, I really dug it um i am definitely gonna try to play more cooperative in the future but i will i will definitely uh, bow to trying some uh, fully competitive uprising as well. I, I think maybe I just I just like the idea of uh, <laughs> working together instead of just kind of like falling off to the wayside score wise. I'm really glad you brought up Concordia Venus because I do think that's a nice comparison to this. And yet I say that and I really don't like Concordia Venus. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try it again. I'll get you to try it again. Someday. I know. I will. I will try it again. I know John loves it. And I, <laughs> I, you have yet to be convinced, but you became relatively be convinced. convinced on Maracaibo. Uh, but I did. And th that's actually why I wanted to bring it up. It's like, I, having said that, like I, I, like I said, I playing cooperative Maracaibo with you guys was one of my favorite times playing that game ever. Like, and it was, it was a nice reprieve from do I have any chance of beating Nick here? <laughs> that I was still trying to beat Nick. But I it was it was just fun. And so like I think that opening that door up is is really cool. And and the reason I, I tie it to Venus is because I, I do want to say that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh well, I don't like Concordia Venus, so like I don't think I'm gonna like Cooperative Maracaibo. I, I, I am like you and I liked cooperative maracaibo like i just it it's different very different to me than venus and i think it's it's just that because you're playing with that with jacques it it, it just it, it you are still being competitive with someone and so you yeah. and yet helping each other and and still trying to play your best game especially if you're you know like i just it, it's really fun and so i will very happily play that I do think that there's a part of me that's just eager to explore more uprising competitively because I do sure. think it's probably my best chance at ever be beating Nick at this <laughs> game. And apparently that's all I want to do with, and then I'll never want to play Maracaibo again. <laughs> this is like the end. No, but I, I think for me, what uprising has done is it's actually breathed new life into the game. Oh, for sure. And I think that, I honestly had kind of reached a point where I was like, look, I'm never going to get as good at this game as I'd like to be. And for some reason, this game is in my head. It's just, it, it was a game where I, I, I just felt like it would take me dozens and dozens of more plays and to, to get to a level. And it seemed like the strategy of it had already been mined. And I just didn't know if, where, like where my future was with it and you add an uprising and I just it was like this is a totally new experience it opens up so many new pathways 
and it upends like i already said a lot of the strategy and stuff we've talked about so i i really like that so i think I, i i'm just i'm just eager to keep exploring it and 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 i like i admit it i was pretty cool on the whole thing i i wasn't thinking any of it was going to be that great and i'm very happy to to have been wrong i do want to very briefly say that you know i keep mentioning these four scenarios and there's one i haven't mentioned at all the other cooperative scenario which i also would like to try at some point um works just the same way that we've said but it has this additional rescue mechanic where you actually have to find somebody and then rescue them in addition to beating Jacques and in addition to removing all the cubes. And I think that also sounds like a cool um, aspect of the game to explore at some point. It just seems like there's quite a bit in the box. Uh, we've only really scratched the surface with just a couple of plays. It's, I'm sure it's not a surprise based on the, the things that I've said already, but uh, as far as this expansion goes, I, I think that the, the co-op really adds a nice new way to approach the game um the frills feel like nice little uh expansion bonuses but but for me the co-op is really what makes it interesting so if that's what appeals to you um or if you just play tons and tons of maracaibo and you just need a couple more options then i think this this expansion is is uh good for you i'm actually trying to like place for myself how highly i would rate this expansion and i think it's like up there with uh, feast of odin norwegians expansion that's high praise are you gonna buy it? Are you like you? I don't <clears throat> even own Maracaibo, so. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know what? I actually Maracaibo's never gonna get played in my house. I'm gonna give you my copy, and then you can hold it for the two of us. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I think that's um, gonna pretty much wrap up our thoughts on on this one. As you can, I'm sure, infer, we're certainly gonna be exploring this one more in the future. I had a lot of fun talking about this. I also had just a lot of fun playing with it and exploring this with uh, the two of you. Um, and I'm curious, you know, if, if anyone out there listening has any thoughts about this, if you've tried Maracaibo or if you have worries about it or, you know, any real comments at all, we'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, please leave a comment on the YouTube version of this episode. You can find a link to it in the description of this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going because there's a lot to say about this. Um, if anyone has actually played either of these scenarios that we have not, we'd love to hear about that as well. Um, Thanks again so much for listening.